Welcome to this week's show. Uh, this week I'd like to have a special focus um, on a topic that's very, very important to me, and that's what to do financially at the loss of a spouse. Uh, this is a topic that I just love to, to teach on around town for churches, various support groups out there for widows. Um, absolutely an overwhelming time period for a lot of people, but the, it's overwhelming because a lot of times because of the financial decisions that need to be made. There's just so many different areas that need to be looked at in those situations, and they create an awful lot of stress, particularly when um, when people don't take take advantage of taking care of those things. So what to do financially when you lose a spouse, I'd like to cover today and next week. Um, I also want to mention that we also have a DVD associated with this message. And all, all, the, all the podcasts, you can find our websites. You can go back and look at the various things. But this is one, actually, that we produced some DVDs to be handed out. And we have a DVD of this message if you have a friend uh, that would appreciate that or someone at church that you would like to give that to. Just let us know. If you'll give, give the office a call at 868 9297. Uh, just let us know and we'll mail that either to you that you can give to them or we'll mail it to them directly uh, from you. This is um, something that we do. We actually order these uh, and just give them out and and love to do that. Um, there's no obligation. There's no, uh, no one's going to call. Uh, it's just It's just extremely important information that I want to get in the hands of as many people as I possibly can get in their hands. So um, I just can't imagine a, a situation that's more stressful than losing a spouse. But at least it's having some confidence in the financial area uh, is at least what I can do. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. The first area that I wanted to cover is the area of probate. And most people are familiar with the probate process. They may not necessarily know what's involved. Uh, but they know it's a process and that's involved after someone passes away. So the things that I want to talk about, though, with probate are not necessarily so much about how to do probate. In the state of Alabama, probate is not really a significant process. Uh, it's not a very expensive process compared to other states. Not to say that there's not any cost associated with it, but the state of Alabama is somewhat simplified. Um, now, the tips that I want to give people in this area are not so much about the probate process. Uh, the probate process is the process that we go through to validate a will. And the problem with the process is not so much the actual process, but it's the selection of the lawyer to help. And what I typically see is when, when someone's in this type of situation, a family friend, a friend from church, a neighbor, somebody will step forward to help. And they mean awfully well, and they might be someone that's a lawyer. Uh, the problem is, is that when we select lawyers that don't specialize in estate matters, it can create an awful lot of problems. And I know this is somewhat of a touchy subject. I've had to have some difficult conversations with people through the years. Um, understand that friends want to help, neighbors want to help, church friends want to help. Um, but the problem, the biggest thing is that you need to have someone that specializes in estate matters. You need to have someone who makes a living 
uh, handling this probate process. Just because they went to law school doesn't mean they're going to understand this process. It's a very specialized one. Most of the people that I know that do this have a number of paralegals that um, really understand the paperwork and understand what's involved with this. And an awful lot of stress can be created by just choosing the wrong lawyer. Um, if you don't know where to find an estate lawyer, uh, one way you could get someone, uh, someone to help if they want to assist you uh, in paying their fee, that's one way they, they can help. Um, what I encourage folks to do is when someone steps forward uh, wanting to help in this area, well, get them either to introduce you to somebody who specializes in this or even help negotiate or lower the bill because saving money usually is the motivation quite often for using a friend. So that is one way they can help. Uh, another way that you can identify an estate lawyer is actually through uh, the AARP's website. Uh, the AARP has a legal services page associated with the website and you can go to that and you can get a directory of people in your area that specialize in state matters and other types of uh, like elder care if you if you have some needs in those areas so you can um, you can get some help off of their webpage uh, but again the the biggest thing here is I just want people to understand the importance of having the right lawyer and when you don't have the right lawyer well, how much stress is created and then just as a side note uh, I always like to mention um, something that I think helps eliminate an awful lot of stress associated with this area, particularly uh, for adult children. Um, most of the seminars that I teach, uh, not or not everybody there has lost a spouse. So a lot of times um, parents will show up with their adult children just kind of preparing for the future, and I think that's great. But one of the things that I always say to them is that you need to have a list. You need to have a list of professionals uh, that provide services to you. You need to make that list available to your adult children. You need to make that a list available to your spouses. Uh, that list is your insurance guys that you deal with, the people that have your insurance. It's your accountant. It's the people who prepare your tax returns. It's your attorney, the people who handle those types of matters. Uh, but you need to have a list of, the, of your stockbroker and the various people that handle your money. And you need to make it available to adult children particularly and let them know where to contact people. Uh, the biggest stress area that I see is people not really knowing where or not really having a relationship uh, with someone that provides those services. Most people that have dealt with uh, stockbrokers or accountants or these various people, are, are, these people are happy to help but adult children or spouses are not, don't necessarily have a relationship with them so they don't know who to contact for that and so making that list available to them uh, is extremely important and one thing that you want to do um, which is not really thought of uh, it is is your own funeral arrangements so one person that I always encourage parents to put on there uh, is someone to handle the funeral arrangements and I know that's a little bit unusual recommendation, but one of the most loving things that you can do for your children or for your spouse is to plan your funeral in advance. Um, I, 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 the amount of stress involved with a spouse or children having to make those types of decisions after your passing is just unbelievable. 
And I just, I would encourage everyone to go through that process, you know, choose a funeral, choose a funeral director, make those decisions, uh, let people know what they are in advance. I'm not necessarily advocating paying for them in advance. I'm not a big fan of that, but I do think the planning could be done because I think it's one of the most loving things that you can do for your spouse or for your children. So they're not having to make those decisions on the worst day of their life. What are some other areas that, that are common mistakes? What are some other areas that we need to look at? Well, one of those areas um, I mentioned when we did the series on divorce is that we need to update our wills and beneficiaries. And I know that's somewhat of an obvious thing, but I typically find people overlook something. They might, be, they might update their insurance or they might update uh, an account or two, but they miss something. They miss a 401k. They miss an IRA. That, they miss the title on their house. They miss something associated with that. Um, so I want to encourage you to, to get assistance from your own financial advisors for updating your wills. Let them help you uh, write the letters to the companies and fill out their forms. Um, to update any beneficiary designations. Another area that I want to mention is uh, the importance of opening a state checking account. Now, this is a big mistake area that I see a lot of people make. Um, you should never use your personal checking to pay bills or receive income uh, from an estate situation. All these transactions need to be run through an estate account. This is a very unique account that you open with the bank that handles the affairs of the state. So all income goes into it, and all bills of the state come out of it. And it's extremely important that you keep these things separate um, from your personal situation. Another area that we encourage folks is to uh, pull a credit report. And I mentioned... Um, the federal website, the government's website, we have the ability to go once a year and pull our own credit report for free. And you can do that at annualcreditreport.com. And so with the recommendation there is to pull our credit report, um, look for old accounts, maybe joint accounts that haven't been used, uh, close those accounts. Uh, you might also uh, find some business accounts that are still open. Um, we're trying to minimize fraud. We're trying to make sure that there's not any kind of credit, credit accounts out there that we're not aware of it, and you need a credit report to do that. Uh, another idea would be uh, where we can find a marriage or a divorce certificate. Um, a lot of times these things are necessary for the filing with, for like VA benefits or uh, for Social Security benefits. We need various copies of marriages or divorce certificates. People are not aware of where to find that. Um, you actually can get it from the vital statistics office in the state in which the marriage or the divorce occurred. All states have them. We have one in Alabama that's in Montgomery. And this, of this, also, this office is very helpful for also things like birth certificates or adoption papers. And, you know, you're probably going to need these things to prove eligibility for children in particular. But the Office of Vital Statistics, you can Google it, um, Alabama Vital Statistics Office, and it will come up. And there will be a procedure for you requesting uh, marriage certificates, divorce decrees, birth certificates, and so forth.
Um, a lot of people just don't even really know where to begin. And that'll take us to the break, and we'll come back and continue this discussion. Discussion.